I just want to say, like, oh, nice hat, by the way. Nintendo 64 hat. Oh, is that pretty? Yeah. yeah, I saw it. I was like, oh, I want that. I'm like, do I need that? No, but do I want it? Yes. Because it's a, it's a podcast, and so no one can see it, but it's a it's a trucker hat, but it has the Nintendo 64 logo. No, it's not a trucker hat. It's just a regular oh, hat. I thought it was a trucker hat. It still looks cool. Where'd you get that from? I actually got it at Hot Topic. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. But here's the thing. Have you been in a Hot Topic in a long time? Not in a while, but I have someone who has been in a Hot Topic recently. That's actually where he got his Halloween costume. Oh, cool. Up, Marley's man? on this. Hey, man. Yo, Marley, what's going Not on? <laughs> I want to say real quick, though, before we get in the Hot Topic thing, I do want to say, I'm guessing you're going to probably cut the first three minutes of this out because, like, it was just staticky as fuck. I mean, more so than the last episode. Well, yeah, I wouldn't keep it in there anyways, because who the fuck was talking to you? Were you talking no, to No, no, but I'm just saying, no, I was just like, no, you anybody. turned on. Oh, I was just over there like, bum, 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 turning up PlayStation up, look at me. <laughs> well, no, no, but just like, you turn like, oh, one second, let me uh, let me go take care of this. And I just hear you get up, get up and hear like the PlayStation power down. I hear like a couple switches, like how many fucking things do you have on? You have like, it's like a power generator powering down too. <laughs> well, I could have turned the Xbox off, but I just didn't want to take the time. <laughs> but yeah, so... The Xbox is confusing, though. It's not like a PlayStation. PlayStation has, like, do you want to just full-on shut this down? Xbox is just like, you have one option. It's either you turn it off or you leave it on. What other choice do you want? What do you mean, turn the Wi-Fi off? What are you, crazy? It's Xbox. <laughs> it's like a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Xbox has to know everything about you, Spencer. <laughs> I know. It's just like, but Spencer, who would watch over you while you sleep if it wasn't for your trusty Xbox? What, you think Sony will take care of you? No, no, they never will. Never will do that. You must trust in the Xbox, Spencer. <laughs> You know it's the best I got one. Feeling- Just don't, don't listen to your friends. Everybody else says it's a piece of shit, but you're the only one that has it. Because you know better, right? Yes, you know better. I feel like the next Xbox is to be called Hal. Halbox. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say last episode, I just want to clarify something. I'm sure people probably get it, but there is, um, at some point, because it was so staticky, especially on my end, there was a point where you mentioned something about like, oh, I'm imagining having a, a kid with a Nintendo Switch and I was just like, oh, fuck, Jesus. You know, like, that would be, like, I cannot imagine that, just a kid breaking it. But it sounded like I just went, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, just don't make me think about kids off the snort line of coke here. Just, well, it's not really coke. It's more just, I just crushed up some pills in the bathroom and mixed them all together. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Crushed up the Nintendo Switch and just snorted it. <laughs> Yeah, I threw some Smarties in there to give it some flavor. <laughs> Got myself a pharmaceutical trail mix right here. <laughs> yeah. Got some of those fucking nasty Neko candies, like those old people candies. Smashed them up in there, too. God knows what that's going to taste like. <laughs> Neko candies? I could actually, I'm going to be like old man as fuck, but like basically those sweetheart things that are really big around the Valentine's Day. Those are just Neko candies in, like, heart shape. I guess that's true. I always felt like they tasted a little bit different. Like, I see, I actually, the Neko's don't bother me, but they do taste like, when you eat one of those, you're like, whoa, I just traveled 50 years in the past. Yeah. Well, the only ones I don't like are just, like, the chocolate ones. Like, here's a chocolate Neko. It's like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, it tastes kind of like chocolate, don't it? No, don't. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah, that, that literally just tastes like some kind of post-war fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, they kind of give us for chocolate when we didn't have any chocolate. They're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we had to put the chocolate in the tank. It was the only way to run them. <laughs> so here, have a Neko. <laughs> America, support it. Or die. You fucking commie. 
I remember I remember around Christmas time I, I would have ants that would always like send over like like these fruit cakes. Like it was like a half pound of like fruit cakes and we hated them every single year. And I'm pretty sure we used it we used it for firewood just because it tasted like like garbage. <laughs> we were just like, Oh yeah. Aunt like, Aunt Junie like <laughs> she sent us a fruit cake. Oh let's use it for, let's use it for firewood. <laughs> it's like a fire starter kinda, you know? Yeah. I don't know, but it was like oh, yeah. I don't know who would eat those. I, like I, I'm not. Have even you ever sure tried to eat one before? <laughs> I've never tried a fruitcake before. They don't look good. They they don't um, look good, and they don't even. They, you know, they actually don't taste that bad. My grandma used to send them like a long time ago before she passed away, and that was like the only person I know that would send those things. And like nobody really touched it. One day I was like, huh, let me just peel the layer off, and then kind of suck on it. Like okay, so you got to kind of like wait. You can't just like eat this. It's like. It's kind of a genius way. It's made so you don't fucking finish it off in like five minutes. <laughs> you're like, oh, it's not bad. Not, I wouldn't go out and buy one of my own, but it's, it's not like it's bad. Because, <laughs> you know, as a kid, that's all I heard. was, just, oh, nobody likes fruitcakes. You know, I think there was even a joke like in a Dexter's Laboratory or something about that. There was. I remember there's always like, there's always around Christmas time jokes about no one eats that shit. And um, I got a feeling that's going to die off with the World War II generation. Yeah, I think so. Because there's just some of that weird food, like an echo, even though I'm not saying that they're bad, but... It's just hard to, you know, who does that nowadays? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that it, Whenever I see a Neko in the store, I kind of go, who's buying this right now? I, I just want to know. I, I love this, like, take, like, a survey every single time, like, have, like, a motion-censored camera every single time someone picks that up. I just want to see who this is. <laughs> it's always, like, an old dude with a walker. <laughs> exactly. Now, this kind of, this goes back to another time. Going back to the beginning, have you been in a hot topic recently? Um, no, Marley has. I, I actually have been in a hot topic recently and ryan and i were just talking about hot topic and spencer's like earlier today and mm -hmm. like i think spencer's is totally like it's not uh, like spencer's is totally like all meme like it's like meme-based culture and hot topic actually has some decent de like decent products now and they seem to be like steering back like to to their roots and spencer's is just going like like internet culture meme culture and just and then, like, in the back is, like, like the sex corner or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, that's always there. But Never. talking about Hot Topic, I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the couple yeah. that I saw just recently because I haven't been to one in a long time. But it was amazing how conservative that place has gotten, you know, over the years. I remember I was just in there. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? It's all well lit. There's, like, no fire. Nothing's really dark in here anymore. There's, like, a couple black T-shirts maybe. And then it's, like, you look at the employees and, like, Nowadays, it's like they're just normal people. They don't got the tattoos or the piercings or any of the problems anymore. <laughs> I guess you could say that like, people would have called that. They're, and on, on the radio, it was just like regular pop music was playing. It was like, what the fuck is this? Where am I? You know, I mean, not saying there wasn't a couple cool, you know, anime things there or maybe Cartoon Network. But and then it's like in the far back corner. It's like, oh, yeah, you want a Soundgarden or Megadeth T-shirt? Yeah, we, st we sort of still got that, you know, it's where you pretty much where your grandpa shops at now is in the back corner with the fucking Neko candies. <laughs> he can pick up his fucking Pearl Jam shirt. Get himself a Neko candy and a Pearl Jam t-shirt. Make himself feel young again. <laughs> what I, what, last couple times I went there, which had to be at least like a year ago, um, there it was like almost like... Um, it was to, to bring it back to sort of the beginning. It's kind of like it was kind of like 2001 Space Odyssey when the guy's going through the time hole. Like all these bright colors are flashing by. Like what the fuck's going on? You know, you don't really. <laughs> Where's the goth pants? I know the 
though I never wanted any. I assumed they would always be here to greet me. <laughs> well, it's like it was a weird combination of just weird goth shits and then a bunch of like whatever crazy colorful cartoon network thing was going on. And then like, oh, here's some Nintendo stuff, which I come, I'm kind of aware of. And then um, be, and it was like, okay, here's the small little corner that I know of, like you said, like the Soundgarden t-shirt next to the Neko candies. But beyond that, though, everything else was just like, damn, what the fuck's going on? I got confused. I had to leave. I was getting like claustrophobic because it was also, it's, they had, it was crammed with so much shit. It was hard to move around. I was getting like claustrophobic. Like, I had to get the mm -hmm. fuck out of there. Like, you're going to get Zord. Well, that's where I found that N64 hat. It was, of course, it was over with the fucking Neko candies and the Soundgarden t-shirts, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know who you are. You, you clearly walked past the first whole section of the store and said, what the fuck is all this stuff? Is this popular now? Yes, that's why you're in the back corner looking at the Soundgarden t-shirt, because this is something you do know. Today, we actually were going around at just different places around, um, around, uh, the finance Marley's in town visiting and uh, I'm just putting together my Halloween costume. So I was going around, you know, you know what? It's way easier to, cause it was one of those things. I was like, I never, I always have this big grand scale idea. Then Halloween is like three days away. I'm like, Oh fuck. Can't put that together in time. So I'm just like, what do I got? Well, I got a red hat with the Mario emblem. Maybe if I just find some red, a red long sleeve shirt and some overalls, then I'm like, Oh shit. I forgot. You can find overalls real easy in San and Sonora. Not so much San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, because nobody's fucking working on a car or cutting down a tree there. Yeah, so I'm looking all over the place. When I went somewhere, I'm like, hey, do you guys got overalls? They just look at me blankly. Like, <laughs> They're just like, what the fuck, dude? Not <laughs> even Target. <laughs> not even Target had fucking overalls. Well, and the weird, one place that's, that's the place I'd expect it to be. The one place I, I went to, like, fucking, I was like, the, the one Levi's store. <laughs> I went, yeah, went the one place I was expecting, I went to Levi's. I'm like, okay. Levi's and they find oh look old vintage overalls made to look torn up and shitty okay what do we got four hundred dollars <laughs> oh fuck that yeah it's just like uh are these like literally from the 1800s is that why they're so expensive yeah so I'm just like then it would just became around like because I'm not gonna lie I try to be creative but then you reach that point of just like you know what I'll just I, mean, I almost realized becoming more of an old because but when you're a kid you're like you don't get I don't give a shit I'm gonna be Wolverine for Halloween you know I don't give a shit you know how impractical it is now you're at the point like well what can I wear out in public again you know <laughs> so, right so it's like well you never know I might be doing like construction one day and might need a pair of overalls yeah it's gotta be socially acceptable that I could wear <laughs> yeah so then I just was walking around like I came across like a Fallout like Volt Tech jacket and like hmm. I do have post-apocalyptic like, goggles. Have my fucking pit boy. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I'm like, could you drive up here, drop off the pit boy, <laughs> and yeah, then so, go? No. <laughs> so now it just became around like, well, you know, and I'm just like, oh well, I could try something creative and try and build something, or I can just throw fucking money at it and just, you know, <laughs> let money pinch, decide. Pinch, pinch, like just pinch my pennies for a month. So yeah, I just bought a couple miscellaneous things, so now I'm going as a Fallout guy. There you go. At least that's an easy one. Everybody's recognizable. You know, but everybody will like that one. And like, it's like a costume, like in a sense, anybody can kind of pull off. It's like, oh, dude, it's a di you know, that's what makes the fall. It's like it's one uniform, but on everybody, it's a different character. You know what I mean? That makes any sense. Yeah, but the the thing is, there's also like the uh, there's like the Fallout guy, like the Pit Boy guy. Oh yeah, there's that guy. Just like, 
it's a mask and then the jumpsuit, which I didn't do that because that's like 50 bucks or something. You're, ne- you're never going to wear again. Exactly. No, that, that'd be kind of goofy. I was thinking more like just the regular, your character from the game. Sort of, yeah. So I'm going with that. I'm going with the jacket, goggles, trucker hat, probably something else to make throw it in there. Maybe like find a work belt under 20 bucks. Yeah. So yeah. Like- everyone, everyone really knows uh, like who like the, the vault 101 characters are because of the, that uh, Fallout shelter like mm-hmm. iPhone game. So everyone will be able to pick up on that. So what are you guys going for Halloween as? Um, if I do anything, I, I just go use my Nightwing costume. There you go. It's like, eh, there's nothing I, special to go to, to go make a brand new costume. So I'm like, that's like, it's kind of nice to have a couple costumes like in the bag, just in case if you need them. Mm-hmm. What are you Marley? I, I went as five, five nights at Freddy security guard. I work the night shift, so <laughs> we got part of your costume from. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. I had like last year I went is this is like my Marley was kind of there for it. I went as my fallback plan, which is originally, you know, I don't remember what I was going as originally, but basically I was like, fuck, I can't find any of the things I need for it. Then I came across there's a beige smoking jacket. I can get a pair of brown slacks, a little bow tie, and then a fez. Like, okay, I can maybe go as the Matt Smith doctor from Doctor Who. And it's like, I like Doctor Who. I'm not a huge fan, but it's it's recognizable enough people could put it together. Mm-hmm. So I go with more like a shady Arabian used car salesman, more than anything. Because <laughs> I didn't shave either. I then get on the bus, and then like this uh, this black dude gets on the bus, he sees me, he says, oh shit, there's a doctor in the house. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. He says, I ain't talking to you, nigga. And I turn around, there's a guy dressed like Dr. Doom behind me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm about to find about you, Dr. Who, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I like, oh, that doesn't mean I like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that scenario, yeah, that scenario turned out so well. <laughs> that alone is worth it. <laughs> that's worth the costume in itself. If nobody else got it, that, that right there, that's just hilarious. Makes a great story for the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, even on the S end of the joke, it all works out. I got a few people like, oh, Matt Smith. Like, yeah, Matt Smith. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's, they could tell, like, that was the fallback. Yeah, they could or tell. One like, of many. And now you, like got, you, now you get the fallout. Uh, oh snare drum <laughs> you know that's kind of funny actually recently these, these are something that other than the one time i watched i almost want to say just one half of the movie at dunnigan's house oh when it came out eight years ago by now probably but i was like you know i just gotta sit down one of these days and i gotta watch all four of them and just see what i think now with a very open mind and that's the transformers live action movies or yeah technically as live action as they can be and i finally just was like okay Bought the bought the Blu-ray set. I'm like, if you're, you're going to watch it, you're going to fucking watch it inside. You're not going to cheapen out when you have to watch over 10 hours worth of stuff. No DVD on this bullshit or streaming it. Got to go the full distance. Get the Blu-rays, whatever. You're going to watch like 10 hours of like explosion porn. <laughs> yeah, and robot punching and all that good stuff. And then as I'm sitting through watching, you know, I watched the first one, and it's kind of like, okay, there's all the parts in there that I could kind of see like why I didn't like it first time around. But the thing is, is once you get past kind of like all the dumb stuff, when Optimus is there, when Megatron's there, then the movie's pretty good. And then they go away, and then the movie's kind of like, oh, okay, this is like, almost like you're trying to, like, make up, go, okay, gotta defend this part a little bit if you want to keep going. Oh, okay, that part's a little bit retarded. Why are those little robots really fucking dumb? And then it just keeps going on. And that first one, I will say, I, I, I liked it more than I liked 
when I watched it in 2008 or whenever it came out. Well, I remember when I was showing it to you because I was like, it's not as bad as you think. The whole time you're sitting there, arms crossed. Robots are on screen. Fuck it. Yeah, now like, we got like super positive Spencer. It's not 1986. Well, that first one, you know, it's, yeah, it's one of those movies like, I'd probably say my overall rating, Leonard Maltin style, would be like two and a half out of four on that one that right now, which I'd still say it's, it's fun and decent. But there is some weird shit going on in that movie that it's kind of like, why is that even, in, why is that in that movie? Like, And it's, I think the things that are kind of annoying in it, it's, it's kind of like, okay, you got the little kid robots or like the small robots. Pretty much all those ones in that first movie, really obnoxious. Like I don't know, like, like going around like turning into jam boxes and like sh- like and he's walking by, he's like kind of covering his face like awkwardly as if they saw him or something. Well, yeah, it's like they're almost doing some weird fucking like silent movie fucking stand up routine joke, and I I don't know, it's just it's so weird. It's just that feeling like when you watch that one. I, I actually think the movies get better as they go on, but. It is that sort of thing where it just has that feeling of like, yep, that is literally the generation beforehand making something for the generation. Or I guess that's amazing. Generation now, but not really now. But it's like one generation away of people making something that they almost totally don't understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the... I'm curious to hear you because I know that... Here's the thing about it. We, we talked a little bit about this on the phone. And now <coughs> for the last hundred episodes, I think you're one of the most positive people I've met. I know. So now just hearing you go, I'm like... <sighs> so... Yeah, like even you were having trouble yeah, with Yeah, the first one's kind of like that. Okay, now the second one... The second one starts off almost even stupider than the first one. Like that first half an hour... Not saying there's not a couple cool scenes in there. But like when they go to college... And the mom's like, I'm eating pop brownies. Woo! My son's got a That was so room. stupid. Like, I couldn't f- believe Why it. is this even in a Transformers fucking movie? fucking pot in those brownies. That was something else. <laughs> you know? And then, yeah, that made that lady go really fucking weird. And then the, the roommate in there was just kind of like very like, dude, she's like, I got my underground network here. Blah, blah, blah. But you can join because you're my roommate. But you got to work under me. And, and all of a sudden, it's like, what the fuck? And this is something that kind of bothers me in movies in general. Okay, you got Shia LaBeouf in there. Fucking... Met aliens for the first time on planet Earth. Fucking saved the world slash maybe universe. And then he goes back to fucking school? Who the fuck goes back to school after that? What is the point of even... What are you going to learn from school that you are not going to learn from a fucking Autobot? Really? I mean, like, what is the yeah. point of that? That to me... They just kind of relate. It's because his parents <laughs> wanted him to go back to school. Well, no, it's it, like, yeah, you did, save, you did save, like, the, the planet from, like, an alien invasion, but... Uh, your BA would actually be really helpful right now. <laughs> well, that's what it is. It is the relate thing because they probably put it in there in the movie. It probably comes from like the producer level where they're like, yeah, we can't have kids looking up to a kid who doesn't go to, who drops out of school to work with robots. Cause you see in real life, that's just not going to happen. You know, if those kids drop out of school saying they're going to work with an Autobot and next thing you know, we'll be paying for them as they live on the fucking street. <laughs> as they, or as they work as a mechanic. No, uh, this is the closest yeah. they'll ever get. The highest they will get will be a mechanic. <laughs> no, like, uh, there was the, what was it? Um, it was one of the things about Dragon Ball Evolution. They said, well, you see, the reason why we made Goku go to high school is because we didn't want kids looking up to an uneducated idiot. Also, we took Krillin out because we don't think bald people sell. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, like those marketing things. That's kind of how I feel. That's the reason why Shia LaBeouf had to go to college. And it's one of those ones back in the day, Shia LaBeouf used to kind of like bother me. But over time, I came to accept him. And I think it was with two movies made me really go, you know what? He's actually a pretty darn good actor. 
it sort of changed it for me was Wall Street 2 and um Fury? what's the one where No, that came later on. I already liked him by that point. Um what's the fucking 1930s Lawless? like Lawless. Yeah, Lawless. Those were the two movies where it's like, you know what? He's pretty darn cool. And when I go back and watch these movies, actually Shadow of the Buff doesn't actually bother me at all. It's really he, he might say a couple retard lines here and there or do something kind of dumb. Like for the part where he's like, Bumblebee, you gotta stay here, you know, just because you're a fucking cool car, I can't take you. It's just like, why? What, what do you mean you're just gonna like leave? It's like getting a fucking X-Wing going, yeah, I'm just gonna park this in a garage and never fly it. But you got a fucking X-Wing. Yeah, I do, but I just don't want to use it. I don't want to seem too cool in life. Well, there is you know? a thing that that movie also does. Like, I'll say all those movies, they always keep the action beats going. Even on things like that aren't even important to the movie, they're like, Mm, it's getting a little still right here. Throwing an action scene. Well, how are we going to throw in an action scene? He's at his, he's at his parents' house, just kind of like talking about how he has to go back to school. Well, uh, how about that little like energy cube? It lands on a fucking blender, and the whole house gets attacked by <laughs> little mini robots. <laughs> you know, it's just like that scene didn't even really have to fucking happen. Right no, there. it's like they're so unnecessary. I, I look at those. Those are the kind of scenes I look at nowadays in movies too, and go. There was just a million dollars wasted on nothing. Like, why do we... That could have been used towards something else. I love now we're talking about Transformers after they're almost done with the whole franchise. <laughs> well, they're almost done, but I think it, it's a good kind of retrospect because there's probably other people that have been in my camp where they're just like, fuck it, not watching them. I'm just going to stay away. And here it is just coming into it later on. And I feel like there's been enough time that's passed since then that it makes it kind of a neat sort of retrospect, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. But I'll say, too, once the movie gets past about the 45-minute slash hour mark... It's pretty darn good from that point on, actually, though. It's just that... If you, lo- if you lose the ghetto bots. Yeah, the, the ghetto bots, which I almost... Those things are one of those ones like, wow, how'd that fucking get into a movie in, like, the 2000s? <laughs> They're literally like the niggabots is really what it breaks down to. It's just like... It feels like a boondocks, like, joke that just happened to be a little bit too late. For, it yeah. it yeah. feels Voiced like something... Voiced by Tom Kenny, I think. So. <laughs> it seems like something, like, the boondocks would parody, kind of, like, out of satire. Just kind of, like... Because that's what a lot of the Boondocks does. It's a really self-aware satire that's pointing out, like, what's wrong with things aimed at, like, you know, just trying to, like, this, you know, gentrification culture. And, like, how, like, black culture is kind of, like, represented in some ways. And that's what Boondocks... So it's almost kind of, like, something the Boondocks would rip on right there. I know. Or at least it just even feels like a joke in the Boondocks. Like, they would say, like, oh, we're going to go watch Transformers. Like, oh, they got the niggabots in there and everything like that. And it's like, oh, no, they and put Riley them in there. And Riley really they... likes them, but Hugh, uh, Hugh yeah. would hate them. Yeah. Exactly. Mine's like one of those things. But it's like, oh, no, this is full on in a serious movie. You got <laughs> these two characters. And, they, and it's like, those are one of those ones that's like, boy, this is, you know, that, that movie only came out, what, six years ago, seven years ago? Something and it's kind of like, like yeah. it's almost like, there's some lines like, like, hey, could you read this? Was like, oh, man, we don't read. What do you mean, this reading stuff? It's just like, oh, geez, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's like <laughs> yeah, just, done in like, such poor taste. <laughs> if that was like Transformers, like 1950. Then I'd be like, oh, okay, that's that's I, fine. That's I can understand. It was a different time, but nowadays it's just kind of like, wow, that's weird. It's like, oh, okay, so I'm sure yeah, there was more of an outrage about it back then. No, nobody really said much about those guys. It was just like people were more like, they put balls on a robot, and then. When I finally saw the scene of the balls, it's like, oh, I thought like the balls were gonna be like swinging in some guy's face, like slapping them back and forth. And it's just like, oh no, it was just literally two metal rods that were hanging there that could have been anything for all we know, like a veiny hairy sack or something. Yeah, that like I kind of well, just big titanium balls. I expected just to be swinging, like maybe. And then like you see, it's just kind of like, oh, that's it. Well, they did kind of swing in John Turturro's face. Poor John Turturro that he had to suffer through like four of those movies. (laughs) 
I wonder if that's on the action figure. <laughs> you put it together. It's actually a separate piece you put on. Like you it's put together the all the rest of the, like the construction con or the construction yeah. bots, and then you put that in last. Mm-hmm. But I will say, by number three, number three was a really fucking good movie. Really? You think so? I thought number three was probably the best of them all. I th- got to say, number three is one of those things. I like it at the very like the last like 45 minutes of it when they're just blowing shit up. But for a while, it's a lot of Shia LaBeouf like, let's go on a national treasure adventure, you know? Well, it that's doesn't Revenge of that... the Fallen, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the third one. The third one's... Uh, no, it's The Dark Side like... of the Moon. Or... Oh, yeah, that's right. That one I actually was that... bad. I thought that one actually had a pretty... It had a cool story. I liked how they kind of just intertwined like American and Soviet history together with the Transformers. I thought that was neat. And then that was one of those movies that every single time I thought it was going to go towards something stupid... The fucking ship pulled up so quickly that it was like they might allow like one or two dumb lines to come out from a character, but it didn't stay there like it did in one and two, where like it would just stay in stupidity for a while and then finally come back out. That one was like it was like, oh fuck, we're going retarded. Pull back up, okay. The mom's gonna say something dumb. Pull back up, okay. We're out of the way here. <laughs> so for the most part, that one I actually thought I liked the story a lot. I had a lot of good action in it throughout the whole thing. And even though it had that kind of thing where it might feel like it might be a bad story thing where Shia LaBeouf's like, I got to get a job. I got to support my family. I got this rich girlfriend, which I like how the robots are like, or they're like, whatever happened to that other chick? Oh, she was a fucking bitch. That's when we <laughs> dumped her ass. She, <laughs> I, I think the one thing I remember about Dark Side of the Moon is that I remember because all the like the previous films, the 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 filming style is always very Michael like Michael Bayified, how it's really shaky and spin, spins around. But Darks of the Moon was like the first one that they actually shot in 3D. So Michael Bay had to be a little bit more conservative with his shaky cams and like the camera spinning. So the, a lot of the, a lot of the shots in Darks of the Moon were framed and were mostly still because if mm-hmm. the camera's shaking in the 3D movie, you're just gonna be sick. So yeah, I felt like 3D actually made Michael Bay a better filmmaker, and he planned out his shots uh, a lot more. But that's that's no, the... I, I, agree, I agree with you there, too, because that was something I did notice. I'm like, the shots are much better. Because those spinny camera angles, they're cool, but when you start doing them for, like, every fucking scene, like, it's like, okay, that, that's, like, a special effect. You know what I mean? If we watched the Death Star blow up a hundred times in fucking Star Wars, it wouldn't be that cool anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. After a while, like, it looks like a lot of just piles of trash fucking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I thought 3, just overall, is just... Going back, it's like, okay, he's getting a job thing, and that mostly can be kind of a dumb thing, too. Almost like going to college. Like, why is... He doesn't need a fucking job. Like, he should just go, Optimus, give me a fucking job. He's like, yes, Sam. Let's get you a job. Now suck my dick. <laughs> I don't mean this. Because we're going to edgy direction. <laughs> yeah, trying I to know. go for the Sundance Award. But no, I just thought that that one, it was like, it was kind of a cool story where it's like, oh, fuck. You know, like, Chicago's getting destroyed here. Like, what do we do? Like, we, can we work with these guys? Can we not? You know? And then, of course, Megatron's always coming back. And the only, the only real one dumb part, there was a part where, because he had that girlfriend, for the most part, was not too bad. But she did have that thing where literally fucking Sam and, like, the rest of the crew, they're like, we're trying to save the fucking universe right now with the Autobots. And she's like, you're going to choose them over me? And it's just that kind of thing. I hate those parts of movies. Like, yes, I'm going to choose saving the fucking universe over you right now. Because guess what? If I choose you, we all fucking die. I haven't all seen that movie that. since the theater, so I'm having trouble remembering a lot of it. Maybe it's, maybe maybe I was being too judgmental, like because maybe that's the point where I was being like too like, mm, I don't know, like by that point. But maybe by this I, point, that one, re- yeah, I kid you not. I think that's probably the best Transformers one out of all, in my personal opinion. I like that one the most. 
I thought the story was good. The like the retarded stuff, it always pulled back out of it. It sh- was shot, I think, a little bit better. I think it was action was based throughout the thing. It was all pretty good. And then I watched the Marky Mark one, I think, last night and the night before. And I actually liked that one almost just as much as probably the third one. I'm actually not too sure which one I like more. Because really, the, there was only like maybe eight fucking lines that were probably kind of annoying in it. But for the rest of the movie, it was all good. And really, the only bad part about it was just like the douchey fucking Irish guy. And at first, he kind of had maybe a reason to be kind of douchey because he's like, okay, he saved him and whatnot. And then his car gets destroyed. So at first, I'm like, okay, I can see how he could kind of have an attitude because Marky Mark's kind of like putting him down and he saved their life. Slash, he had to lose his car in the process. But then after a while, it's like it keeps going on. He's like, no, I'm just a fucking douche. And I don't know why he's talking like Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Well, really, it's like, okay, he's talking in an Irish accent. But what I really hear is like, yeah, I don't really care. I'm just here to bang your daughter. You know what I mean? Fuck, that's okay. I'll take a Snapchat of it and send it to you later, Marky Marks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I don't, like, that's one I haven't really seen since the theaters also, but that one, it's like, I only character I like in there, aside from the robots, was Marky Mark. Everybody else just annoyed me, and I don't know, I usually, usually you tell me, oh, what's this, two and a half hours of robots punching each other? I'd be like, well, yeah, but for whatever reason, by this point, I guess... Maybe it's becoming an old man. I just got fatigue on that. It wasn't like, it wasn't by any means like the god awful thing that people say it is, but it wasn't really, it didn't really grab me like I thought it would. You know, it was like, what's this one about? Well, Marky Mark is now the main character, and because uh, you got a likable, like, human protagonist, and then you just, and the Optimus is just like, I don't give a shit. Let's fucking kill some shit now. You know, and then it, after a while, though, it just became just more, I don't know. It just kind of ran together for me after a while, and they were kind of holding on to too much of the lore when they're just like just fucking go forward you don't gotta explain all this shit. i think it would have been a lot more interesting if they made like the marky mark character like that was canon with like the shia labeouf character that's like, his cousin just, or whatever no or, or no it's just shia labeouf older i just, just i just randomly, got a gym membership just, that's all that happened <laughs> <laughs> there is that thing i want to say that it was like painted black pointed it out like some like what like there's a the line like marky mark says like yo that's how we do things in texas <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that, that is true because you got Marky Mark kind of play. I don't. They they make him play a Southern guy all the time, and it's like, yeah, maybe that's blue collar is one thing. Even though I guess in Texas this day and age, though, you could have somebody like Marky Mark. I mean, he's born and raised in Texas. Maybe he just moved there, fucking when he was like twenty. I mean, yeah. there's some beautiful imagery in that movie of just kind of you know just like the whole uh, when he goes to the abandoned like um the junk not the junkyard where he comes across the optimists and there's a lot of oh, the movie theater and all that stuff yeah there's a lot of cool imagery and a lot of like the americana type shots you know which i think michael bay's really good at yeah. but it's more like everybody just a that's... huge american flag just like in the middle of texas i'm just like <laughs> he has that that's like every michael bay movie yeah. he'll have an american flag in there somewhere yeah but like it's like everybody in that movie that's not a robot and not marky mark can fucking die as far as i'm concerned Really? See, the thing is, the only person that really bothered me more than anything was just the douchey Irish guy. And if I break it down, it's probably like six lines that really make him kind of annoying. And then the daughter, she was fine until the douchey guy showed up. And then it's like it changed Which her personality to, be, to being douchey. Is, is like that the T.J. Miller no there's, the TJ, no, there's the T.J. Miller character, which I usually like T.J. Miller. But he's the dopey, like, whoa, guys, kind of friend, you know. Well, yeah, but he dies off like fucking 30 minutes into it which i was actually a horrific surprised. death by the way i'm yeah, like oh my god I really that guy was gonna be there the whole time and it's like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> that movie's going ballsy there he's just killing off the comic relief character right in the beginning yeah but no i think that, okay it's like yeah if i break it down it was only like a handful of lines 
they really do it. But then it's like you got Kelsey Grammer as the bad guy. I'm like, oh, Kelsey badass. Grammer was good. I like Kelsey Grammer as the bad guy. Okay. And then even the guy who was pretty much like Steve Jobs of like Autobots, like that guy, like. I like the guy for what character he did play. It was like, you know, he was kind of a bad guy and then he kind of turned around towards the end, but it never like bothered me because of the way he was. I think that worked for the character. Yeah, for the most part, that one, like I liked everything about it. I liked the John Goodman robot. I liked the samurai robot. I liked the, they had the Dinobots in there. Like that one overall, they had Galvatron. They turned him into that. Like that one was pretty darn fucking good. Like I'm actually really not too sure which one I like more, three or four. I only watched them once. So, and I watched them back to back, but. Maybe I may gotta watch it again, spend some time. But like, but I no, the three and four were the ones that I'm like, oh, they finally kind of like they got the Transformer sorted down by this point. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna say there's a couple like road bumps like any other movie, but for the most part, those ones were pretty darn good. Where one and two were kind of a little bit more shakier. I felt they were kind of like building up, kind of getting their footing going, letting Michael Bay's weird comedy kind of come out. Like in number two, there's a part where um, <coughs> what's the S7 guy's name again? Hmm. Sector 7 guy. Oh, uh, John Turturro? Yeah, that guy. Where There's a part that there's just random-ass comedy in there that it's like uh, Michael Bay and his writers and producers must be the only people that find this stuff funny because I don't know who the else does. Where it's just like he's like just got his ass just pointed at the camera with his like fucking jockstrap on. And Shia Love's like, are you wearing a fucking jockstrap? He's like, yeah, this is the part of the volleyball team for Sector 7. He's like, i got to change my uniform or whatever. But it's like, why is that even in there? Like, I mean, I know why yeah. it's in there. Somebody thinks it's funny. But in a Transformers movie, is that really fucking necessary? Like, what are you making? A college, like, comedy? It's for the kids. Yeah, it's for the kids. Because <laughs> kids want to see old, hairy ass. Yeah? Who doesn't? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those things that eventually... I mean, I'm not I'm not one of those people, because a lot of people find it really offensive. I wonder if, like, David Razzie suddenly just unfriends us after hearing this. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, it's one of those ones, like, I mean... Those movies, I think, by the most part, I think that's kind of how it is. The Transformers fans, like, they took it all offensive at first. Like, I, you know, I did so myself. And then it's like, when you kind of go back with an open mind and look at these ones and stuff like that, it's like, okay, yeah, the first two maybe are a little bit more bumpy. But I think by three and four, like, that's pretty good. I mean, probably the next person who will take over the Transformers and probably reboot it, that might be where it gets really dialed in. And somebody who, you know, grew up with the Transformers, loved the Transformers, was a kid in the 80s, and now is like 30-something years old. And they're fucking going to probably be like 40 by the time and they probably do it. But now they get their chance to make it. I think those movies would be pure amazing. But right now, for what it is, it's like, no, that's actually still pretty darn good. Like, I mean, not a whole lot to complain. I mean, it's good that they still have Optimus Prime, the original voice actor and all that kind of stuff. You know, whenever there's an Autobot or Decepticon screen, it's always good. Hopefully, And then that's... I think by three and four, like, also the graphics just got kind of better, too, on them. So they, they started to look a little bit, I don't know, smoother and better. The only thing I remember about Age of Extinction, well, there's two things that, that I remember, is that Optimus Prime is, like, really, really fucking pissed towards the end of the movie. Like, like join us I don't think die, I don't think you can yeah. be that... I don't think you can be more angry than he is. He's flying into space and just like, I'm gonna destroy you! And I'm like... He's like, out of my fucking way! Well, that's I the one like, thing oh. I think about when I watch those Transformers movies is how fucking violent they are. Because, you know, they're really, in a sense, a superhero movie when you break it down. 
And I just kind of picture like, well, just picture the instead flip flop this with either Justice League or the Avengers. And I just picture like the Avengers like, there's one of them, there's Loki. And they just all run over there and just start grabbing him by a leg and fucking ripping him off and then just start beating him with it and just tearing (laughs) him apart. Because that's pretty much what it's like. You watch those movies like, holy fuck is this violent? Like, even like Optimus Prime, like, I would never feel like human, but fuck a Decepticon. He's just like ripping him apart, stabbing him. Like, die, you dirty demon. (laughs) Well, another big selling point was like was Optimus riding a dinosaur with a sword. Like, fuck yeah, it looks like an '80s metal album. You that know? lasted like 15 minutes out of a three-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, they were that, they were really trying to push that, but I was like, I'm gonna have to watch it again. Like when I walked out of it, I wasn't pissed off or offended, but I was like, uh, I wished I liked it more than I did. But you know, maybe. Uh-huh. Well, maybe the, to piggyback one. on like the you walked out of it. I actually saw Age of Extinction at like in the theater. It's well, I didn't the only walk time... out of it. I didn't walk out. I mean like when I walked out of the when the movie was done, I meant Oh, okay. Well I actually walked out of Age of Extinction three times to go to the bathroom. And I, the the funny thing is is that every time I walked back, I was like, is this the same fucking scene? Like Age of Extinction just looks so similar. Like it's usually like Mark Wahlberg like being a badass, robots fighting, and then that's that's pretty much it. So well, those, every movie, scene... those movies are like ridiculous. All four of them are all like ridiculously long. They probably, I feel like you you could probably make them all two hour long movies, and they probably would run extremely fluid. But for some <laughs> reason, they're just super long. Out of by three and four, it didn't bother me nearly as much. But yeah, it's weird to make how long. Like because yeah, Age of Extinction was like two hours and forty five minutes. There's movies yeah. about the Holocaust longer than those movies, yeah. or shorter than the shorter. These are the Holocaust that are shorter than those. I mean, and the thing is, at the end of the day, there's not a whole lot that sort of happens. It's just they have a copious amount of action, which there's is cool in some ways. Each other in the balls for like two oh, yeah. hours. By the time they come out with the new ones or whatever, they reboot it or whatever. Isn't um, there a fifth Transformers? There's going to be a fifth one, but we'll see is what next happens next year or something. Uh, yeah, yeah I think it is next year actually. Whenever they come out with like probably whatever the reboot is, hopefully they're done with that trend where it's like, oh, what's the trailer? Well, we got a slow, creepy version of a song everyone knows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, like a cup, like I'm like um, like I'm kind of expecting. Like, did you see the trailer for the new Gore Verbinski movie? I don't know which movie was that one. Called like the Cure for Wellness, and it looks like kind of like a mental asylum psychological horror movie. Which the movie itself looks like it could be. It's it's rated R, so it looks like it could be creepy and a good movie. Um, now, uh, but the song they have playing the trailer though is the Ramones Blitz Bop. Mm-hmm. Is it not by the Ramones? What? No, it's not by Ramones. It's just like I want to be sedated. Mm-hmm. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Like slow piano showing all this creepy imagery, you know. It's like, well, I'm sure it's probably going to be a good creepy movie, but just something about the trailer. I'm just like, can we stop with the fucking cover songs and all these trailers? And I'm waiting for like maybe like a Transform, like whatever the next Transformers one, because I don't think the others had that trend going when the last couple came out. So I'm kind of wondering if this one's going to have like, you know, <laughs> like. Some like this is a song. It's the end of the world as we know it, which is maybe like a fun song, but they just have the slow, sad version. Well, the Transformers has always had the Lincoln Park. Well, oh, Lincoln yeah. Park has always done songs for that. It's like uh, I forgot. First know. one. Well, here's the thing. Actually, don't ask me how the fuck I know this. I just kind of noticed it. The song they had for the first one was just a Lincoln Park album came out around the same time. 
and that like oh this will be the song for the movie but it kind of came for the song yeah don't don't even yeah we we already have licensing issues with Warner Music so don't don't. but um, now too (laughs) and now um, and then but something else about that though is uh, was the song they're trying to sell on that movie was actually a song by the Goo Goo Dolls because the Goo Goo Dolls just got back together around Mm -hmm. that time or they just put something out and then ever since then like. Yeah, Goo Goo Dolls. Turns out people don't give a fuck about you. It ain't the nineties, you know. Exactly. Go back to City of Angels. We got this shit. Mm -hmm. Lincoln Park. We got Lincoln Park. Yeah, they always have that. Yeah, do do people even care about Lincoln Park though? Still, they did. They do. Yeah. They. I don't know. I. I, I, You're asking the wrong person. If people really, I was like when I was on the Painted Black podcast like some months back. uh, I think Lou called him. I never thought of it this way. Lou called him like. The, the lead singer of the lead singer Lincoln. Oh no, he called Guy Fieri. He's like, oh yeah, Fat Chester from Lincoln Park. <laughs> <That's pretty funny. laughs> I never thought of that. No, I never put that together. I don't know because to me, like, I was never into Lincoln Park really. It always just felt too. Even as a kid, who was like targeted towards, it was like, nope, this feels just too soft for me. Not saying that they're not good musicians. I'm just saying it's just not for me. They've got like it's one of those things like if I look long enough, like, oh, that song's kind of good, and I liked him when I was a kid. But then one day I turned 14, and I'm like, I'm too old for this shit. One day I turned 14 and I cracked open a beard and grew a beard. And next thing you know, <laughs> got a job at the lumber mill. Got, <laughs> got my driver's license. It all seemed to happen in one fell swoop. <laughs> and then so I started I got, having like, to dresser. shop at the back of the, the Hot Topic. <laughs> uh, here I got a dresser of like Batman figures behind me. And I'm just like, yeah, I got too old for it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had to put the Linkin Park poster away. People might judge me and think less of me. <laughs> Speaking of Batman, did you play that Batman the Arkham like remakes yet? No, I haven't. Those ones, it's actually pretty amazing how good those fucking games look. I like I turned on Arkham City, I'm like, you know, I'd like to go back and play this one. And at first when you're kinda of watching, you're like, oh fuck. It's I, I for a second there I almost felt like I was playing a brand new game. It was like it looked that radically different. It's kinda of funny how that could happen. Just like a little re- like I, when we played the remastered of like Halo Two. Yeah, how good that I one could've... looks. I mean, I remember playing Halo 2. I remember the graphics looking good, but I can't believe... I, as it's one of those things, like, you, when you actually go, like, back to Xbox or PlayStation PlayStation 2, it is one of those things, oh, wow, I guess it looked good, looked incredibly different. Because we saw the slow progression to how it, where it got now. Because wow. every system since then, it's never been, like, that 60... That, like, you know... Um, well, I'm going to say, like, you know, there was, like, you know, from PlayStation, from, like, uh, Genesis and uh, Nintendo... The Genesis and uh, NES to, uh, to, like, 64 and PlayStation, that's a big jump. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say even, like, N64 to GameCube and PlayStation that's to PlayStation a jump. That's a pretty big jump. Then ever since then, though, just like, oh, yeah, it looks a little better. So the several generations that went up, and then you just go, like, two generations back. Like, oh, wow, it does actually look a lot different. So I, I'm it's a little one generation back for this game, and it's like, yeah. holy crap. I mean, yeah, the Halo, the Halo one's, like, the ultimate, ultimate, like remake of any game i've never seen anything look that good the halo 2 fucking remake but the batman one it does look it's like wow it looks really good the only thing you kind of notice this is probably the only thing that maybe slightly dates the batman one is it's all like this the extra features that came in three and four you're kind of like oh yeah you can't beat the shit out of somebody while they're still on the ground or you can't like do the boosty boost with like you know the grappling gun and just fly across town as fast as possible but it's not not really a big qualm where I feel like in Arkham Asylum, that's okay because that game was made to be kind of in a small level, so it works fine. Where Arkham City is kind of in this big world, but you're kind of still missing some of those extra features. But once again, not that too much a big deal. 
This is going to sound mm. very unsuperhero-ish, but one of the funnest things to do in that game is to beat someone while they're on the ground. <laughs> that, was like, that was like the best feature I thought of the, actually number four was like, oh, fuck, you could just continuously beat these guys as they're on the ground instead of having to wait for them to stand back up like a man. Because <laughs> there's that thing where they'd, they'd go, you, you'd have to do that, like, I don't know, some weird button combination to, like, knock him out while he's on the ground. Yeah, or this one. Like, uh, yeah, triangle but, or whatever. Well, this, Mm-hmm. Where this one is just like, good shit, fuck down, you know, just <laughs> saying like this big buff billionaire beat down this guy who's clearly in a lower class. <laughs> it is kind of like, I, that means a fair thing, but it clearly is a little classes to a certain extent. Yeah, it really is. This will fucking learn you to stay fucking poor. <laughs> Go back to jail where you belong and make license plates for my Rolls Royce. <laughs> so, so I'm a little behind on video games, but the, these games are you're you're talking about that they remastered Arkham Origin or Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Yeah, they did those two on PS4 and Xbox One. They did, the only downfall to the set though is they didn't put Arkham Origins in there, which I just feel it's always like that weird thing when you do a set. It never happened. And, and you miss, and you, there's just one game. There's just pretty much, I mean, you could technically have two because you could put the 3DS slash PSP Vita one in there too if you want to make like the full collection. But, you know, let's say this, including that one, it's like you got one other game you could have just done and thrown it in there and just made the comp- collection complete. But instead, they kind of ixnay just one. And it's like, oh, OK, that's it's like the Halo Master Chief collection. I know it says Master Chief in the title, but it's like you can't just throw Reach in there just to complete it. Like, how fucking yeah, hard right. is that just to whip that game in there? You know what I mean? And that's well, it. Wasn't it uh, Arkham Origins? It wasn't developed by Rocksteady. It was developed by like a like a other yeah. studio montreal yeah. yeah it was done by a different studio so i mean that's probably like you know if you ask them that's why they say it. they're like oh yeah well that's because it was done by another studio but as kind of like the gamer and the fan it's just kind of like well fuck you're missing out on the prequel which you know is pretty much just as good as any of the other ones anyways so why would you you know it's not like it was a bad game at all and it was like really the only problem with the game was if you played it kind of day one there were some glitches but by this point you know that those are all ironed out so who cares it's a great game now i think it's one of those things that just they like well uh, that is kind of a lot lot of people look down on that one compared to other ones even though it's a fun game but like still people almost kind of like hold grudges i know people hold a lot more grudges towards like things like that now and, and sort of that stuff depending on the game will cause me from like or keep me from buying the game day one or right away because there was like I heard about Mafia Three, and I hear it's a good game and it's fun, but I hear that it's like more of a game to get on sale, and especially when they iron out all the stuff. Because something I am tired of is video game companies having this tendency, like, yeah, we know you'll fucking buy it day one, so yeah, here's we'll throw patches later, maybe. And there's like a patch for for like uh, Batman Origins, which they never put out. Because, like, yeah, we're not going to make enough money off. I mean, as much money as we can, so we're not putting out this patch that actually lets you win, like, all the... Because there's a thing, like, I'm never going to go out and collect all the fucking Riddler trophies, because fuck that. It ain't worth it. But there's a thing, like, if you wanted to do that, you couldn't complete it, because there's some fucking patch that if you went early, you couldn't get into some tower or some shit like that, which I know what patch to talk about, because that happened to me. Yeah, I know well, that's that what... I think they fixed all that stuff, though, because we that was just, like, day one problems. I think by after one year, I think all that stuff's been kind of cleared up. Because I heard I know, one of them. They said we're not we're not going to bother with that. I heard. I thought I heard that. Maybe they got around. Maybe, to it after but I know like the played. game itself, like they fixed it up because seemed like anybody who played it just a couple months later, like had perfect experiences. So, mm-hmm. but that's what I like about Nintendo is that like yeah, they take forever to release games, but like when their game comes out, like it's the game is 
near perfect. Like it, they rarely have any glitches. And I, yeah. I wish that other developers would would fall would follow Nintendo, but they they ra- they rather have day one patches. It's not so much the games are bad; it's just more of like a lot of shitty business practices. Like last time I was visiting you, Spencer, we played Street Fighter Five. I think that's the name of the game. It's a fun, well put together street fighting game. Yeah, probably the best playing Street Fighter game there is to date. But the thing about it is, it is literally one of the smallest rosters I've seen. I think that maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe someone may say like you're fucking lying, but I'm pretty sure Street Fighter Two, like any number of those editions, like Turbo Edition or whatever, had more fucking playable characters, yeah, and not just the same. If I had same and like maybe it's like like this one because there are certain characters like oh yeah, you have to buy Guile, you have to buy this character, you have to buy that character. Just like. What happened today is just fucking unlock this shit. And, like, it, it just annoys the ever-living fuck well, out Because it's, it's one of those ones, if there was 40 characters on there from day one, and then they said, okay, $10 more and you get five extra characters. Well, th- okay, that might be, like, okay. But when you say, here you go, here's 18 characters, and you're like, dude, fucking Marvel vs. Capcom 2 was 73 characters. I just assumed that that's where the bar was set, and we were only going to go up from that point. I didn't realize that was actually the pinnacle of fighting games, and it's always and it's went down since then. And I don't expect like Street Fighter to have seventy three characters, but no, I want to say Third that. Strike, Third Strike in Alpha Three had a fuck ton of characters. Well, yeah, that's, I was gonna say Alpha Three though, like that's kind of almost what I sort of expect out of a Street Fighter game is about that many. Third Strike had a decent amount, but compared to Alpha Three though, it's like oh boy, Alpha Three I think got almost forty characters in that game. Mm-hmm. And I know Street Fighter Five. By the time if you get like Street Fighter Five, like the final version, which one is this? Uh, we don't we don't want you counting because we don't want you to know how much you spent. But I think that one had about forty something characters in it by the time it was all said and done for number four. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of ridiculous to me because it's, it's just I so just, cheap. Yeah. I think because I think the thing about a fighting game is a fighting game is lit unless you like play competitively or something like that. That is literally the genre you probably get the least amount of gameplay out of and i love fighting games but it is at the end of the day you know like what you probably put 10 hours in after six years of owning the game and the whole thing about like i know that eventually a story mode came out but when the game first came out and there was no story mode like we'll be adding a story mode later in the line like fuck you you mean to tell me all this time you're putting this game together you didn't have the time to make a fucking story mode well and most of the time it's usually like a fucking like slide like a slideshow it's just like i mean i'm not expecting like a fully produced movie here, but it's yeah. one of those things where it's just like, I've seen <laughs> you guys do other shit. Why are you doing this slideshow shit with, uh, you, you, you know what I'm saying? To, yeah, to I mean, sort of defend like the developers a little bit. Like I, like well, going back to what I said about Nintendo has like, uh, like they, they have like that ability to delay a game because they really just have to answer to themselves. Like when you're a, a third party developer answering to EA and you say that this game has to get delayed, you like they they have that means that EA has to like like change the date, put uh, a bunch of people on overtime, and it costs like the the game ends up costing like way more money uh, like than they originally planned. With mm-hmm. Nintendo, it's like oh you done this game? It's just like uh, they say no and they just continue because they yeah, just have they're, to they're all on, they're all like on their contracts. So it's like well whatever. I work in Nintendo for five years. Does it make a difference how much you know? It's not like I'm per project base you know what i mean and i think that's sort of the, yeah I, I understand how that kind of happens is that mm-hmm. yeah the second gets delayed that's an extra like 20 million dollars they gotta throw out to keep these you know 200 employees going for another six months which i think in like 
because you know I, I start breaking that down with a lot of things like just you know the way you get spent it's like as i say before if a movie you know you make all the fucking robots come to life in the house like the blender and the toaster and all that stuff and you just kind of look at that shot and you go huh Boy, was that a fucking expensive shot. There you go. There's a million dollars. Or another one that I thought was really dumb in Transformers 2 was the part where, I mean, I understand the logic of the scene, but just you look at how wasteful it was where fucking Shia LaBeouf's in college and he starts having a fucking seizure and he gets up and he starts writing on the chalkboard and everything like that. Or fucking not chalkboard, but you know what I mean. Starts writing out all like the Transformers, you know, symbols. But at the end of the day, you look, you go, man, there's probably like a hundred extras in that college room. You're paying that kind of fancy actor up there. You got Shia LaBeouf. You got to have all the crew. They probably took a day or two to shoot that whole scene for something that wasn't really even that important, and it cost them probably a couple million bucks. And you just go, that's kind of just a waste of money right there. Yeah, well, it's like, well, regarding what I get what you guys are saying about delays and all that, but I can't imagine... <sighs> Look, I'm no, I'm no programmer, but I can't imagine, like, Street Fighter being that... Real, I mean, I know it's a deep fighting game, but it's not like it's fucking Dark Souls or Grand Theft Auto Five. You know, I can't imagine. I mean, it's all just like one player, like two players at a time fighting each other. I mean, I'm sure maybe someone could probably break it down and explain about that. But I'm looking at it just like I just don't think that for how much they're charging it and they just kind of put out like a somewhat finished game. You're like, why well, a little bit later down the line? You know, don't worry about it. Well, it's, I think this is where it's bad is when it comes down for like somebody like Capcom, which yeah. should be a company that you know and trust. And when they start doing shady things like that, I, you just go, well, no wonder fucking people jump ship. No wonder Shinji Mikami jumped. No wonder the guy that created Mega Man left. There, you, you can see where everything starts falling apart is once they start taking pretty much Street Fighter, the biggest thing that Capcom has, and just doing kind of like a half-assed release, which I'll say, like, I bought the game because, like, a week later, they're like, you want the game for 30 bucks? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll take the game for 30 bucks. A broken game for $30? That's totally fine. And then when I play it, it's like, oh, fuck, well, if you want to play as Ryu and Ken, this is the best fucking Street Fighter game they've ever made. And then, you know, they fix Vega, and, you know, Chun-Li plays good and everything like that, but they're really, at the end of the day, there's maybe six characters, eight maximum worth playing as. The rest mm-hmm. of them are all kind of, like, dumb or okay, and, you know, I get, you know they gotta try something new here and there, but... It is one of those games that, other than that, if I didn't play so much just Ryu versus Ken, I don't know if the game would be totally worth it for me to even have it. And it's also one of those things, like, you can say that, like, you know, oh, well, they had trouble developing this or developing that, but it's like, like you said, it's Capcom and it's Street Fighter. Walk into any kind of store that sells video gaming merchandise. There's going to be a corner devoted to Street Fighter. So you mean to tell me that I don't know how their merchandising, where it goes, or how much of the that cut goes to Capcom and how much of that goes to the development team? But it's one of those things, like, are you fucking serious how big this thing is? That's like saying Disney's, like, oh, yeah, we kind of cheapened out on, like, the new Frozen or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah, we just kind of did it like, you know, we just did a f- every four frames of animation instead. Like, that just decided to save a bunch. So it's all I know that's comparing a movie to a video game, but it's still one of those things. It's just like, how does, how does a company like that, you know? This sounds weird, but, like, do you remember on Game Boy Advance when they released, like, cartoons and movies on, like, the cartridges? They did, like, maybe 20 of them or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, it was, was, was at the time period, it was, like, the mo- it was cool because it was like, oh, fuck, I can take this to go? Like, are you fucking kidding me? But I remember, like, the frame, it, like, it skipped, like, maybe at least, like, three or four frames, like, to have that movie go. And but as, a kid, as a kid, you didn't fucking care at all. It didn't make a difference. But I think about stuff like that. Anybody that's going to really put us back to, like, the whole, uh, remember Neko Candies? Well, remember the Game Gear, like, television adapter thing where you can get a signal? <laughs> just this big, clunky-ass Game Gear with this fucking television thing. Just, like, 
get the s- signal just right and play around. Like, oh, I can watch television on my Game Gear. I feel I like we're, we're talking so much about Neko candies that, that the CEO of Neko is just going to be like, hey, Old Man Orange, uh, sponsorship? Uh. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Neko, oh, yeah. are, you are, are you dead yet? No? Well, you <laughs> might like these. <laughs> if you're close, have, this will be the perfect candy for you. Ad with Spencer just like reading the, the Neko candies. Like, use the promo code Old Man Orange for 15% off Neko candies. Like a box set of 36 <laughs> Nekos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely want to try Neko's just to try it out. Just like, what do these taste like again? I kind of forgot. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. Like speaking of old people and catching up, I went to like the movie theaters because I was just working on a bunch of animation for a while, and then all of a sudden I had like a couple free time. I'm like, oh, I got a couple hours to kill this day, and then I got a couple hours to kill this next day. So I'm like, I gotta go to the theater and catch up on shit. And I went and saw both uh, two movies. I saw the new Jack Reacher and I saw the Accountant. Did you guys see any of those ones yet? Neither of them. No. No. I, I continue. Well, it reminds me of like Neko's and old people because one, I saw it during the middle of the day and all there was, there was like, you know, the sea of gray showed up to come watch their, you know, movies, which really the, when you do think about it, like when you're going to watch something like Jack Reacher, I go, Oh yeah, it's Tom Cruise kicking ass. But it's like, well, it's a senior citizen practically kicking ass. It's really what you're here. You, you don't think of it like that, but that's really what it is when you break it down. And it's like, Oh, I don't bother me none. And, um, like, I didn't actually see the first Jack Reacher. It was one of those movies I had, like, I should see this. And then it kind of came out and went. I was like, probably something else might have came out the same day. That was mostly always my reason for missing movies. And then from that point on, I just I just never got around to seeing it. And I tried it's to watch it. really good. But... Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard it was really good. I'm like, well, it's got fucking Tom Cruise in it. He's never led me astray. So, lo and behold, it kind of went by. I'm like, fuck, I should see Jack Reacher 1. And then, like, I couldn't find it anywhere wasn't like streaming on anything or whatnot. I was like, well, I don't want to wait for it to come in on Amazon. Fuck it. I'll just go see Jack Reacher 2. You know I mean? I'll probably be able to probably figure it out. And it's like, in the beginning, it's like, Tom Cruise, ex-military. He goes around and beats people up. He's a hobo. Oh, okay. I got that. <laughs> Good to know. Thank you. Uh, I, I will get up now. So that ex Scientologist. <laughs> that movie was pretty darn good. I mean, like it had good action in it, good story, good twist. And, you know, you said you saw the first one. So it's probably similar like that. Nothing to complain about. Maybe at the end of the day, it wasn't the most totally like original thing. It was like good movie, but didn't feel like it was anything brand new. Like, oh, I've never fucking seen that before. But it was good for what it did, you know. I don't know if mm-hmm. is that how the first one kind of felt too. Like it was a good movie, but didn't feel like it was breaking any new ground. Well, the, the first the first movie, I really thought that the action s- sequences were really well shot, and just I I, I, I like the color palette too, and. Uh, I don't know. It was just really unique, and it was interesting that like Chris McQuarrie actually directed the first Drac Reacher, and then he actually got Mission the uh, Mission Impossible Five, oh, or yeah, yeah. was whatever Rogue Nation was. I think Five, five is yeah. Rogue Nation, but um, that actually got him the job to direct Rogue Nation. So that's pretty sweet. Well, that's mostly how Tom Cruise is. He kind of passes that stuff around. But no, the yeah. second one, like I thought, I, like I haven't seen the first one yet, but. No, I was actually still pretty impressed. Like, I mean, action was good, story was good, had good twist in it where you think it's going to go somewhere and then it kind of changes some somewhere else. You know, I mean, who knows how book people might complain to it. You know how they always... I always feel like book people are sometimes, like, unrealistic when it comes to movies. Like, they almost remind me of, like, children who don't understand how things get made. Because, you know, you always get those book people like, it's not the same as the book! You know what I mean? And it's like, yes, because the book is an 800-page book and the movie's a two-hour movie. Since it's an 800-page book, to get everything in you want to, that movie would have to be eight hours long. Now, that movie cost $200 million to make. 
do you have another fucking like 600 plus million dollars to make the rest of it? Well, no, they, they, they could have just like, no, they can't. It's just like, I don't know what it is. It's like sometimes I, when you just hear people complain, I mean, like, I understand now if they do like a really shoddy job of like one where it's like, oh, fuck, they, they just literally took that idea. Like somebody read the back of the book and said, yeah, I think I know what this is about. Chucked it over their shoulder and went with it. But continue that again. Two words, one letter. World War Z. Yeah, is that, that's what I mean. Well, that's literally taking a look at the back cover and going, yeah, I think I know what this is about. Chuck it over your shoulder. No, here's the thing about that. That's like, I, I get where you're coming from, and I don't expect them to make like a eight-hour anthology where they stop and they explain how like how the world economics change this or how production and food like you know whether it be food or making weapons change once zombies came in and how political like how like the political landscape changed also i'm not expecting all that i'd expect the zombies to still kind of resemble how they do in the book i'd also expect maybe a couple of stories I'd also, oh, okay, yeah, they got the big wall in Israel. They got that part. Oh, that was literally the guy flipped it? open, flipped, okay, big wall, zombie, like, literally, like, okay, who the, whoever the director was, just whatever, he's just flipping through, just like, okay, I think I got how this goes. And then, like, they also, at one point, because in the book, they commonly refer to the zombie as, we got Zed. They say Zed once, maybe twice in the, in that movie, and it's not like, it's not like, here's the thing. People say, look, it's different. Just appreciate it for what it is. It's like, um, it's not a god-awful movie. No, because I kind of, but... enough, I actually enjoyed it because I didn't think much of it going into it. So I went watching it, I'm like, oh, this is fun for what it is. You know, if you like, like, your popcorn 28 Days Later, like, movie. Not saying 28 Days Later is like that, but I mean, like, it's that's what it's kind of like. It's like the popcorn version of that. Then, yeah, it's fine for what it is, but knowing where it comes from, that it comes from the most serious zombie story, you know, creator of all time, then it seems kind of odd. I know that he said, oh, just give it a chance. You know, I watched it. I just, and it's not even kind of, I mean, you know, I, I mean, look, not, not to sound like the bitter, I, I, I feel like I'm the bitter fan today when we talk about anything, mm. but it's like, it's kind of like, you know, it's, oh, fuck, this is gonna make, not going to make you look good at all, but <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, calling the new Star Wars Battlefront Battlefront when you got the one from the... No, you're just using the name to sell it because, you know, people remember that name and they like the thing. Yeah. Well, and, and now that's a kind of version of, like, where I say, okay, that's more like a shoddy job of, like, doing the adaptation. I'm more talking about, like, the kind of movies where people, like, you know, Harry Potter ones are a perfect example. Harry Potter or they, something They like always that, right? bitch about that, and it's like, well, shit. Like, the first couple, like, the reason why those ones are pretty accurate because they were only, like, 300-and-something page books, so... By that standard, you just got to cut an hour, or hour or so out of it, and next thing you know, you you can get a full on movie. But once the books became fucking eight hundred pages, well, you can't fit that into a two and a half hour long film. Like, you, it's like, do you not understand like the logistics of how this works? And sometimes that's kind of how it is. But you know, when it does become kind of the, yeah, like when they do kind of a shitty adaptation, you could say like World War Z because that adaptation wise, crappy. If you if that movie was just called like Brad Pitt fights zombies. You you probably would think of it much differently, I bet. Yeah, I mean, even then, it's still, like, I've seen, like, he's a cool character, but even then, I've seen, like, better, like, zombie movies by that point. It's not a bad movie. No, it's not, it's it's okay. not a bad movie. It's, just, it's, it's just, not. Yeah. It's taking, it's taking a, it's taking probably one of the coolest zombie stories I've ever read and one of the smartest zombie stories I've ever read and made it, like, every, ex- yeah, made it as generic as possible. Exactly like everything else. 
Yeah, so it is kind of goofy, but you got you, you, it blinked out for a minute. I'm not sure what happened. That wasn't another awkward pause. Thing froze for a minute. Yeah, so okay. I'm not sure what you said there. Exactly. But no, um, there was uh shit. What was I gonna say uh, regarding uh was it regarding Brad Pitt or was it regarding Jack World War Z? Jack Reacher. Oh, you're gonna talk about the accountant though, right? How was that now, one? Now the accountant, on the other hand, like I saw because me and Marley got into a debate about the account. I was like, I don't know. I think it might be good. And Count Marley's like, what'd you say, Marley? <laughs> What, you just got a problem with free tires? No. <laughs> no, good <laughs> Spencer, go ahead. <laughs> no, I kid you not. Well, Count, like, I wanted to see it anyways. Like, when it kind of came out, I was like, oh, fuck, I got to go see this. And then next, somehow, some way, if I miss a, a movie day one, it's weird. Like, the chance that I will go see it, like, severely drops. It's so strange. I don't know what it is. It takes, you miss that first showing, and then all of a sudden, it's kind of like, I'll get around to it. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter how much you want. I mean, unless it's something like a new Jurassic Park or something that you're like, I have to see it. Even if I have to crawl out of this hospital bed like snake, I will make it to Jurassic Park. You know, just including like the handful of movies like that. There's just some that you just pass up day one, you miss it. But lo and behold, I was able to go see it. Now, The Accountant, on the other hand, that's the action movie where it's like, oh, fuck, this is all brand new stuff. Like, I've never seen something like this before. This movie's got great action in it. It's kind of subtle. It's almost like sort of like faster, like, when action happens, it's totally badass, but it's not there continuously. It's not like fucking Transformers where all of a sudden it's just like, the accountant, he's fighting for an hour and a half to survive. <laughs> you know, but... No, I get you. It's, it's funny. Like the chicken fight from Family It's Gun. got a great story <laughs> in it. You know, great twists and turns. Like, everything about that movie was so good. And then even the next day, it was one of those movies, and the more I thought about it, I liked it even more. I mean, I walked out of that movie going, man, this is a fucking awesome movie. Afterwards, I'm like, fuck, I almost want to go see it again. I liked it that much. Well, it's it's, a, it's playing two blocks away from me. So if you guys, Marley, if you guys you get bored, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it. that movie is fucking awesome. And it's just kind of cool yeah. just to have this guy who's got Asperger syndrome and whatnot. He's just out there like he's doing this accounting stuff, but he's kind of like hooked in with like the mob and he's hooked in with all these other things. And it kind of unfolds his story as it goes on. And you see that he is just this really smart guy and he's always trying to do the right thing, but he's almost working his way through other people to kind of get there because he knows that he's almost smarter than everybody else. But he's always got to finish his job. Then you got J.K. Simmons, who's kind of like the police investigator, like tracking him down, trying to figure out who this accountant guy is. Uh, you got, what's his name from Third Rock from the Sun? So Jim Gordon's tracing down Batman. In this Pretty movie. much. That's what it is. And then you got fucking, uh, what's his name from Third Rock from the Sun? John Lithgow. Uh, uh, John yeah, Lithgow is yeah. kind of like, this robotics engineer guy who's in a sense sort of, I guess you could say like one of the main bad guys in the end. It's actually kind of funny how he finally gets taken out, but I won't spoil that. And then, um, and then there's another guy who's pretty much, it's the one of the guys from friends. I can't remember which one, the guy who's maybe not nearly as good looking as the other guy. The guy looks more Italian than the other one. Ross. Maybe. I know David that's Schwimmer. the character's name. David Schwimmer. Yeah. I think that's the one. And, um, and he does a fantastic job too. He's sort of like, I guess you could say the villain too. And then there's a twist of him. But yeah, that whole movie, totally badass. I I didn't I knew I was gonna like that movie. I didn't realize how much I was gonna like that movie. Is this actually because if it's an Affleck directed? No, it's movie, not Affleck directed. Okay, because anything he directs, I'm I'm there to see it. Because every one of his movies he's made so far is um is like just about a perfect movie to me. And Did you see the new trailer for his new movie though? For the new one, Did, the 1920s one. Yeah, that one. I haven't seen it. Did he direct that? Yeah, he wrote and directed that one. I saw that trailer twice because they played it with both Jack Reacher and. Um, oh, I'm gonna have to. I haven't checked that out. No, I'm gonna totally. Well, if you see go that see the accountant, hopefully they'll play that one because 
he for a minute was so fucking awesome. For a minute, he was going to do Dark Tower. Now, the thing about like Affleck is, as a director, he's really awesome. I mean, you know, I like him as an actor. He's a good actor. I mean, he's the best Batman. Killing aside, he plays Batman better than anybody else. Exactly. It has live live action wise, at least. Um, now, but him also starring and directing Batman, I think that he's probably gonna be the perfect one for that. No, I think so too. It's just like, you know, Ben Affleck is one of those guys. Like I know that I think it's one of those ones like people are finally kind of coming back on board. I know they everybody had like this fear of like early two thousands, Ben Affleck for some God awful reason. Who knows? But I always liked Ben Affleck since the nineties. So he's never bothered me. And even they counted, he even has Batman moments too. He opens his fucking drawer and he's got all like the first editions of like action comics and detective comics and Spider-Man, all that stuff. Cause he has all these like weird collectible things that he just has. I see. That's the that's the problem that I have with like the accountant. Like from what I hear from people saying that it's basically Ben a- Ben Affleck just playing another Batman character. I do and not I'm think like, so. He's at already all. Batman. Why does he have to be? <laughs> why does he have to have another movie where he's Batman? Well, sort I, of Batman. I actually did not think of that as Batman whatsoever. In fact, it doesn't even really feel like Ben Affleck. I mean, you know, it's Ben Affleck, but he's playing that so different than what he would normally play. He's just playing, you know, he's just like playing Batman. If only Batman killed more than what he already did. And <laughs> Batman be Superman. No, I'd be down for that, though. I mean, the movie, I, I saw like a little bit of like some clips here and there, and it looked like a good movie. And the, the trailer looked interesting. It didn't like, you know, make, you know, grab me or anything. But I am interested in seeing that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I think if he was directing it, I probably would have been there day one. But I'm still probably going to see this movie just because, you know, I usually trust your opinion pretty good. So, um, but yeah, like um, I'll say that, uh, regarding i think one reason why people hated affleck for so long is because it was a couple of things i think he just looks like the pretty boy jock he just has the perfect chin good looking guy and he was dating jennifer lopez and that was everybody that was in everybody's face for a while because it kept on bombarding like oh yeah like Jennifer, whatever the fuck you know for people who paid attention to that but just bombarding your face and then that was affecting his movie career because he was having trouble getting work at other spots and then he started like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna star in the movie. I'm gonna do a weird little drama about a kidnapping called Gone Baby Gone. Mm-hmm. And then like, oh wow, he's a really good fucking director. And he's just like, okay, now I'm gonna do a movie where it's about like a. Uh, I'm gonna star in it, but it's about you know bank robbers in Boston. Just like, ooh, he's starring in it. Um, he's good as a direct. Oh fuck, that was a really good movie. Then he wins an Oscar over Argo. Now that case, I thought his brother starred in that. No, he's the yeah. His brother stars in Gone Baby Gone. It's just and Gone Baby. The, and the, Go, Gone Baby Gone. No, no, it's Gone Baby Gone. Is it? I'm gonna. No, I think I have. I have the movie baby. literally sitting over there. So I think I'm it's. Gonna, I'm, I'm, I think Gone Baby Gone is a is just called Gone Baby. Song. I know this is like. I know. Oh, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> Google this shit right now. Uh, We're gonna settle this right now. I am gonna fact checking st- podcast. Yeah, kills it. kills it. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna find this out right now. Because I gotta be right. I can't. I th- I'm dead positive that Gone Baby Gone is a Norris Barkley song. And I'm dead Let's positive see. I want to say it's called Gone Baby, unless that's like the foreign title of it. I want to say, like, that's what they call it in the UK for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what. And you just have to pick up some. It's kind of like how in Japan, like, in Japan, like, Fast and the Furious 7 is just called Sky Mission, because they have, like, the far- parts where the fucking, like, cars are coming through the sky. Gone. Baby gone. That pops up. Let's see what pops up. Motherfucker. Yeah. Stupid <laughs> autocorrect. Gone baby. 
fuck it. Not, not a double wide. I gotta check this Gum- in two seconds if I just got up and walked over there. IMDb <laughs> 2007. Gone, baby, gone. We are going. It is loading. It's taking forever because I already got five windows already popped up on this computer. And I'm going to stop. I don't give a shit if I'm stopping the podcast. Okay. We are going. Oh, he has to take off his headphones for this to go mm-hmm. use the restroom or whatever. <laughs> By the time he gets back, he's going to fucking realize how wrong he is. <laughs> Do he use the restroom or is he going across the room just to check? I think he's going to check. He's checking. He's checking. <laughs> he's, he's smiling. Checking. It's, it's gone, girl. What? It's gone, girl. No, it's not. That's that's the other one. Is that that's the other, the one? other one. Oh, never mind. That's the Fincher movie. Oh, never mind. That's the Fincher movie. I got these all confused. This there. is this is so riveting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will kill the momentum and just ruin the mood for everybody. I don't give a fuck. I gotta. Fu- I gotta. God, this thing won't fucking load. Yeah. And rolling down, there is a movie called Gone Baby Gone. Came out in 2007. Crime mystery drama. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm right. It's called Gone Baby Gone. Huh. Never mind, then I must... Got it right here, bitch. You feel good about yourself, I feel awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But but I'm not not kidding that there's a Norris Barkley song called... Yeah, Casey Affleck was in that. Casey Affleck. So you still get your Affleck. Still get your Affleck, yeah. Yeah. Maybe not the one you wanted. Like, oh, we got the... Okay, well, no, it's there. You know, it's kind of like... I could really go for, like, ch- uh, cherry... I can really go for a cherry Coke. Oh, you got just cherry... T- oh, that's fine. I'll take the diet. You okay. got, oh, you got vanilla Coke? Oh, okay. I like that in the 90s, but... <laughs> <laughs> vanilla Coke. No, even yeah, no, but... We burnt off there. I could, I could be really, really mean and just say Casey Affleck is Coke Zero, but... <laughs> oh, that's hurtful. He did a good job in, like, whatchamacallit, in a... He's, he's a good actor. He's just, like, you know... Out of the furnace? <laughs> out of the furnace, Yeah. Anyway, in honor, we're going to probably wrap this up pretty soon, but in honor of Halloween, thought we might do some creepy shit for a second. Um, focusing primarily, um, we were talking about, I don't think we're going to do as much of it as we were originally planning, but we were talking about just talk. I, I was leading on California in general, but it just led me right to Sonora, because even though I'm living in San Francisco, I still think of this as primarily a Tuolumne County based podcast. So um, I was looking around, and there's basically this thing called um this website called hauntedplaces.com mm-hmm. and it's basically almost kind of a yelp for like haunt for like haunted houses or whatever and it's just kind of like almost to the effect of like how haunted you think this place was and then reviews and just like well it was only like spewing blood out of the mirror once so not that haunted whatever <laughs> you know but i went to a couple of places in sonora and i'm gonna go for one that's 50 50 then we go to 640 so the place that's 50-50 in Sonora is called the Gun House Hotel. Oh, yeah, right there on Washington Street. Yeah, right on Washington Street. This 1850s inn was formerly the county hospital and boarding house and is rumored to be the most haunted place to, uh, in town to stay. Room 011, guests staying the night, have awoken to find an unseen entity uh, rearranging the furniture in the room. Like, this place is too dirty. Jesus Christ, look at these heathens living here now. What the fuck is this? Just takes, like, an iPad, chucks it out the window. I just... <laughs> I just... I just, man, it, uh, I just um, imagined, like, a squela just, like, <laughs> straightening up the room. Just From like, Family Guy? No, no lemon fresh. No, no lemon. No lemon pledge. No. <laughs> and also have sound of familiar of rattling and coins. <laughs> just like... Okay, whatever that so is. You, I don't know. You get the sound I, of like a casino. Then, yeah, in room zero ten, 
a man reportedly uh, turfed out by a bed and a violent entity and had no intention of letting him stay the night. Like, what the fuck you doing in my bed? <laughs> this is my jerk off chamber, damn it. Uh, that's me. That's all ghost art. They just want people like, God, I just really want them to get the fuck out of here. So I can just jerk yeah, off. I just it's really awkward want... when you fucking humans are there looking at us. <laughs> in the other room, a ghost has been known to, uh, wait, let's see. However, in, wait, shit. Where... In other rooms, a ghost has been known to ha- hop into beds with couples while I've reportedly felt the sensation of being watched. See, I don't see that creepy. It's just the ghost just wanting to get some action. It's like, hey, uh, th- uh, could we do th- <laughs> Just like, I don't know, honey. Just like, just, just go, just move. Just go with it. You know, it's easier if someone's watching us. Just go with them. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's weird. Just, 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 this is why, this is why I requested room 12. Come on. Don't take this. Yeah, room 12 is the fucking shit. Yeah. However, most hauntings is, um, however, the most haunted is room 12, where guests have opened their door to a terrifying apparition and seen a man in an old-fashioned suit standing at the end of their four-poster, whatever that is. However, their four-poster? Their four-poster. It just says of their four-poster. Oh, okay. Not Thor. Yeah. So, Thor. <laughs> probably just bad grammar. Yeah, if I had to guess, or misspelling. How, however, if uh, you thought the hauntings were uh, confined to just guest uh, suites, think that again. Wait, that was it? They, like, there was nothing... They said the most scariest part, like, just some old man standing there looking at you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's it? I thought it would be like, oh, and he was standing there, and he was chopping people's heads off, going, you're next. You're next. <laughs> like, no, it's just... Some old man in a nice suit standing there. You think that, but yeah. Just... Probably the owner of the place who just got lost. <laughs> where am I? Oh, Grandpa Wilheimer right over this way. Get, get back. Oh, but the nice people, I was going to chop their head. Yes, you were. Okay, <laughs> the uh, apparition of a um, maternity, maternity lady has materialized in the fireplace of the parlor room on several occasions while a shadow of an apparition has been known to appear on the stairs. Uh, this is a 50 out of 50. I'm not seeing any reviews. Now there's one. Now this one sounds scary. It sounds legit. But almost the comments almost kill it for it. It's uh, This one is a... Uh, that was the Gunhouse Hotel... This one, the Tuolumne General Hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, this one is 60 Oh, this one 40. is haunted. This one's 60, <laughs> but this one's 60-40. So, you think it's the... Dude, that's where I was born at. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, well, we'll see where this goes. Now, this is very short, but I'm just going to wrap this up quickly for this one. Now abandoned, miners from the Gold Rush Hospital are apparently here. They are said to throw things around, talk, and sometimes appear to visitors. And, uh... Now I'm going to go down. We're going to go down to like two comments. I'm not going to say this person's name. My mother said that as a child, she would play in the basement. She said that one time she got lost. She got lost. A man in a plaid shirt helped her get back. When the, when they told the staff, they said no one in the hospital wears a plaid shirt. Then just like literally a minute later, it was her brother. Sorry. Fucking stupid. <laughs> a fucking guy saved her. Like, oh, I lost her. He's in a plaid shirt. Oh, fuck. That was her brother. Oh. Oh, she's good thing. She, what, is she, like, retired or something? She says, like, what? Is that, that's, like, the lamest Scooby-Doo thing. Like, 
a man in a plaid shirt. Wait a minute, rip it off. Oh, it's a white snake shirt. It was her brother the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of goofy. I don't know. It's one of those ones, like, as a kid, I always wanted to see a ghost sighting or anything like that. And then I just never have seen anything since. And I'm not saying that I'm not opposed to, like, going, like, like you're skeptical, going, like, they're not real. But it's just one of those ones, like, until I see one, I don't believe it. It, Almost that kind it's of all, It's all in your mind. Like, if you are... Like, That's what I think. I, I still think no matter what, it's all fucking mental things. Yeah. I do... It's just... I don't know. As a kid, I think it sounds cool. But when you get kind of older, you just kind of get realistic. You're like, okay. It's just... Not to call... Not to call kids stupid. I, I won't use that word, but... but too much fucking Mountain Dew like, and Necco candies together. They're, uh, they're like... I don't know. I, and I don't want to say that, like, their imagination is, like, stronger as a kid. But it's just, like... Like a kid isn't really thinking all that much. Well, like you can about, believe like, you can believe more about, in the impossible when you're younger. You believe in a dude coming down the chimney to give you free shit. So you yeah. can probably yeah, it so seems you logical. Could, you could probably believe that grandma's going to be in the next is in the next room, like still rocking her rocking chair. Yeah, well, and but it's but really just like, like air conditioner before, putting it. In, in reality, it's really just like the wind and like. <laughs> Rocking that chair back like Evil Dead, like when they get to the when they get to like the swinging chair, just stops as soon as yeah. they get to the fucking like porch. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there is like uh, there is like uh, what was it? There there was that thing we've talked about on the, before on the podcast, but there is that thing you could almost have that fear of like uh, how do I put this exactly? Something to the effect of it being like, um, yeah, your cousin could tell you. There's a raptor that lives in the house. There is? Yeah, there's a raptor. You don't go down the halls, otherwise there's a fucking raptor in the house. So, And you could believe, like, I don't want to go to Grandma's house. Why is that? There's a raptor, you know? And you could believe that somehow, like... That's just when, that's when your dad just looks at your mom and just goes, "You didn't. what the fuck did you tell him? Why is it me, honey? Yeah, right, it wasn't fucking you. <laughs> you brought the goddamn raptor back to him. <laughs> No, I knew we should have taken him to see Jurassic Park. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> this all over again. You know, no, but it's one of those things where it's like, uh, it's like, um, I feel that uh, when you're a kid, you can believe something like, oh, well, everybody else in, somehow in the house survives with that. Not a problem for them. But when I come visit, oh, boy, I better look out. You know, it's just one of those. It's like, that's when you're a really little kid. Like, I remember, like, there's some mm -hmm. shit like that. Like, my my older cousin would fuck with me. He had a mask of this monster and he said like, Oh yeah, there's a monster lives in the house. And you know, I didn't fucking put it together that when I was by myself and he was gone, a fucking monster and a mask peek around the corner and run out the room. Just like, Oh fuck, he's telling the truth. You know? And then like, Oh shit. Later in the line, like, Oh, this is where I have trust issues. See, that, that's why I hate those ghost story, like television shows, just because the people that they like bring on the show, it's like, Oh yeah, we're going to like the gunhouse motel or something like that. in Sonora, California. And uh, these people said that they saw a ghost. And the people that they interview are always like the most dumb, like sit, like city folk, like 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 people that have like like they've never been in the country, and they're like, or you just get the most like hillbilly people, like, oh my god, I, I saw him last night. You know, I was about three cases in a beer, yeah. and oh, he appeared out of nowhere. You're like, oh Jesus Christ, nice. I, I know why he appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> it was probably the fucking vending machine when you were trying to look for more beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's like it, you, it's sort of yeah whenever you hear this it's kind of the same time when you hear people like oh i talked to jesus and you're like how many beers did you have how much moonshine uh -oh. did you have? 32 <laughs> i think and, you know it was getting to the point where 
you know, I'll get a little dehydrated with no fucking shit, you know. One of these days it would just be fun. I've always thought this would be a kind of a fun trip is just to go like on like a, you know, like a week long one where you, you stay in a different haunted place consecutively for like seven nights or so. And just to see if you can get anything whatsoever or if you're just gonna be sitting there fucking watching Transformers 3 late at night on their cable TV. <laughs> well, it's like I, I fucking stupid house, stupid 1800s. <laughs> didn't have fucking don't have fucking wi-fi <laughs> no but because well, it's always is the 1800s house it's never like you know and last year and 90 or like in 1997 when aunt may happened to stab bob in the eye now the house is haunted no it's always like in 1864 a gold panner was rustling up some cattle in his hotel room when amidst a meteorite came down and struck next door he ran outside wait a second why is there cattle in his room don't question it. You're ruining the store. Just look at <laughs> Sorry. He goes out to check the meteorite, and an alien pops out with gold in his hand and gives it to him. He, so he takes the gold inside his hotel room and shoves it up the cow's ass. Suddenly, it explodes, and everybody dies and like, whoa, 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 wait. Did, are we just bypassing the part where he shoved the random alien gold up the cow's ass? Yeah, no, this would be a safe place to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ever since then, customers that stay at, you know, room 316 now have this problem where, like, in the middle of the night, they are covered in mysterious alien goo. They get the sun like pain in their ass. Like that's the miner trying to jam his gold up your ass. It was funny. I remember like when we, when I uh, me and Cisco lived in San Francisco. Like our apartment number that we had, there was like this video game that came out on DS at the time, and it was called like I can't remember what our room was, but it was like it was like it was like Dark Hotel Two Sixteen. It was like oh fuck, there's this murder mystery game like based on our room. <laughs> He turned on the game. That That's funny. us. It's like that's me right there in the DS. It's like yes, it is. It turns into a creepy pasta story. In fact, there's actually that's the only copy of the game you go look at online. It's like there is no such thing as this game. <laughs> there was only that one that you found at the random ass fucking EB store, game store. You ever? But have you read any of those? Like, I mean, just out of curiosity, have you ever read any of those like creepy pasta stories about someone who just like I turned on this haunted game cartridge and then Donkey Kong had blood spewing out of his eyes or whatever that kind of bullshit. You can tell it was written want, by a I, demented fourteen year old. I got a creepy one. This actually is true. Is that one time I was playing Goldeneye on N sixty four, and it was just like I think I was on the second level on like the faculty or whatever or facility, not the faculty, <laughs> the facility, and I was running through, you know, just doing normal like blah 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 blah, shoot shoot shoot, kill kill kill, go go go, and all of a sudden the game just starts wonking out. And these fucking Russian guys just start, their arms start flailing at me. And they start walking up the stairs. It's like, what the fuck is going on? And they're like walking up, just like glitching out as can be. And then next thing you know, one starts fucking like flying at me and starts bouncing up. Like almost like Evil Dead like. <laughs> and then it just comes right into the screen and like freezes. Like, like you know, 64-bit Russian guy's face right in the screen, frozen. I was like, what the fuck? And this is the time period it's like, if I would have had that fucking save somehow, some way, like, you know, if your PS4 was recording or something like that, that would have been such an amazing glitch. Well, Never that, seen it ever since. If that was a creepy pasta story, you'd then talk about how you unplugged the controller, but then it, it, still, it was still on. <laughs> it says they are coming <laughs> yeah. for you. I couldn't take, I took the cartridge out and it still stayed there. Yeah, you pretty much, yeah, but no. Uh, but yeah, that's so, there's our, I guess you'd call that our Halloween episode. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it. Transformers. Just, like, just throw it at the end. Just get it out of the way. Transformers, Echo Candy, and and Halloween stories. So it's like, yeah, ghost stories. What a load of crap. 
You believe that bullshit? Yeah. They'll tell you anything to sell fucking TV shows this day and age. But no, I don't know. That's my only thing. It's one of these days, you know, if you just went to a bunch of hotels just to kind of prove a point. Well, once ever since I was like five years old, I always thought that'd be kind of cool. Most people were like, no, I don't want to go to scary places. Like, why? What's going to be scary about it? I mean, I feel like the second fucking goofy walking down the hall in the middle of the night, the Disney hotel would be probably just as scary as anything we're going to find at this hotel. (laughs) (laughs) If it's fucking dark out, is it like, just say like the power goes out in the Disney hotel and there's just like a little bit of light coming through the window and fucking Goofy's just walking down the fucking hallway, bouncing, swinging his arms, turns and looks at you like, and then keeps going. And then slowly his head peers out from the side and looks at you again. And pulls back in. That's like the fucking <laughs> shining. You see, it's like a, you see like a bedroom. You see like someone's laying down like on the couch. Goofy's head in someone's lap. They turn and look at you. It's Mickey looking back. Some kids just yell like, "Oh no, the furries are coming to get me!" <laughs> you could really make. You could scare the living daylights out of a six-year-old kid at Disneyland by turning the lights down and fucking just having all their so-called favorite characters just doing really creepy shit. <laughs> Just doing like interpretive dancing with just like, you know, like weird like disco music. Just have Mickey fucking rolling, like doing somersaults in the hallway. <laughs> just like just like all the stuff that like it doesn't actually sound that creepy, but if you're just a kid watching this, like why is he doing that? And just have like maybe Donald come behind and go, You can't fucking stop or I can't do a Donald voice, but you know what I mean? Just all these just that's, creepy da- that's, that's 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 Daffy. Oh, that's more Daffy, you're right. Donald's more like the oh, yeah, I can't do that, whatever. I can't do it either. I'm not gonna. It's gonna kill my voice. I'm not even gonna attempt it now because the da- the Daffy one is already a bit off. So the Donald one's gonna be worse. Because <laughs> that that'd be pretty funny right there. Just fucking walk in like people in the Mickey outfits, like a Mickey mini outfit, just dry humping. Just like, what the fuck? Just like really Slowly. traumatize a child while painting like pentagrams on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like like it, you just, you just get the Mickey from like Fantasia running around just painting pentagrams and like demonic signs on, like on the hotel walls. Or it's just like or the conspiracy like strings just because... going across the, going across the room, like <laughs> connecting like different murders, to <laughs> different murders around Disneyland. I'm like, <laughs> you got like you get some dude that's just through town. You get someone like in like say like you know a fucking like Donald like outfit just like you're sleeping he just walks by your room when it's all dark adjusts something in the room turns looks at you fucking walks out and then you just absolutely have like the chipmunks like peer their heads up from outside the window <laughs> like cracking nuts outside then, then Walt Walt Disney just walks up and just like what <laughs> his frozen head his frozen head like in their arm. Go with like, what? Like you got a weird looking alien creature with like tentacles. Yeah. What he's like one of the things from the from the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what he is. <laughs> uh well yeah, there's some fun stuff. Uh that's probably a good place to all wrap it up at. If not, we'll just go on forever and you know how that can go. Yeah. Till then. Um oh yeah, I also have there's a I have a new short little Spunkles Halloween cartoon that I threw up for a couple competition thingy majiggies. Where it's Spunkles and the Creepy Mime, which I just called it Wallaby and the Creepy Mime just to keep it in context of our selling, because <laughs> clearly Spunkles is not a very friendly selling name. <laughs> no, is, you see at least Wallaby in the background, maybe? Nope. <laughs> I thought no. that'd make it funny in a sense, just like, oh, he's actually not in it whatsoever. I was going to have him in there originally, but I'm like, eh, there's no reason to have him actually in there. The, the joke works without him. Mm-hmm. But you can check that out. Till then, go to oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, and more. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I'm Ryan Dunnigan. I'm Marley Silverbrand. We'll see you some other time.
Later, folks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. And if you want to help out even more, click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. Won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week to Old Man Orange.